Niggas said that I fell off. I fell off. They see the rollie, they see the chains. Niggas know that I'm well off. I pushed the line and they stepped across. Now it's time to show them who the boss. I'm a beast sitting out the walls. My resume, you gon' see All right, we are back, man. And uh, it feels so fucking good to be back. And today, again, I miss my homie, Monte the Pro. He got his uh, wisdom teeth pulled, so he's missing on this episode. He's Kanye West through the wire right now. So uh, get better, my dude. And uh, in his place, I had to bring on the homie, uh, the one person that in my life that loves this man, Drake, more than Vontae the Pro. And uh, that's my homie, Corey Brown. Corey Brown, please introduce yourself. What's up, world? We're dropping full names, government names on here, Will. <laughs> oh, my bad. Corey B. What, 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 what you want your name to be, Corey? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what, Corey? Corey works. You want an alias? Yeah, let's, let's make up an alias. What alias can we come up with? Oh, uh, you gotta come up with your name. My gamer tag is C Diddy. So. C Diddy, I like that. All right, C Diddy. So we got the homie C Diddy. <laughs> C Diddy, go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> What's up, world? This is Corey, uh, Drake's number one fan. Canadians, uh, Canadians are welcome here. <laughs> Where this is a safe place for Canadians. And uh, just in case you guys can't tell by uh, the name we keep dropping today, we are reviewing uh, the new, not the new. A throwback episode of Drake's album, Thank Me Later, his first album. And uh, this is episode number Peyton Manning, season two, episode 18. And yeah, man, uh, so we're doing a throwback of Drake's Drake's Thank Me Later. The plan is to kind of go through his catalog and uh, eventually just knock them all out. We did uh, So Far Gone a while back, so if you haven't heard that, make sure you go peep it. And just in case you guys don't know who this guy Drake is, uh, the homie Vontae the Pro, let, go ahead and hit us with that drop. Let's hit him with a little background check. Who does he think he is? I just told you who I thought I was. A god. I just told you. That's you. Oh, god, Drake coming out of Toronto, Canada. Drake got his start as a wheelchair baller on the TV show Degrassi. You ever watch that? Corey Brown? See, Diddy? Uh, I'm a... I'm a Complete the fifth there. <laughs> All right. I might spy the wheelchair Jimmy a little bit. <laughs> Drake drops, uh, drops out of that show to transition into music. His first two mixtapes, Room for Improvement. Comeback season catches the ear of Jay Prince's son, who shows Wayne Drake's music. In 2009, Drake drops the mixtape So Far Gone, and it's been pretty much lit since then. Later that same year, Wayne, gets, uh, Wayne signs Drake to Young Money. And Drake has continued to become hip-hop's biggest commercial superstar. He's been biting styles and dropping albums consistently. He's dropped albums like Take Care, Nothing Was The Same, If You're Reading This Is Too Late, What A Time To Be Alive, Views, More Life. And so today is only right to take it back to the start of it and uh, review the album uh, Thank Me Later. Corey Brown, this album Thank Me Later dropped in 2010. Uh, how are you feeling about getting into this album now, or how are you feeling in 2010 when this album dropped? Well, June 15th, uh, 2010, it was a great day for the world. <laughs> Drake, he graced us with his presence, man. Uh, obviously, he was already around, like you said, um, but I was all about champagne. Heartbreak Drake, Drizzy, Wheelchair Jimmy, Drake, Drizzy Rogers, call him what you will. Um, I was just hyped, man. I was a peak of, of me, peak of Corey. I was graduating college, getting married, 
Son was born in 2010. Drake drops this, and it just, man, it it was a great year. It was a great time to be alive. So I was hyped, man. I had the We Are Young Money on the playlist, comeback season, everything. So there will be no Drake slander on today's podcast. <laughs> I come here for all that. Word. See, Diddy, now I know why you ride so hard for Drake. Just all that one year alone? Oh, my God. I hope one day I can have a year like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more of the Kanye West college dropout. Uh, you know, so, hey, that one year, 2010, uh, great year for you. And, um, but for me, when I go back and think about this album and I think about the year 2010, I think about how it was like an interesting year in hip-hop because mainstream hip-hop and the sound of hip-hop at that time can't really be pinned down. Like you have Drake dropping his debut album, which has his own sound. You have Kanye West dropping Dark Twisted Fantasy that year. Wiz dropped Cushion Orange Juice. Waka Flocka drops Flockaville. J. Cole drops uh, Friday Night Lights. Nas did a collab album with Damian Marley. Lil Wayne dropped a rock album, and then you got these uh, group out of uh, L.A. bubbling up, Odd Future. So it's just like, off those projects I listed, you can kind of see how 2010, the sound of mainstream hip-hop was wide the fuck open. And I, when this album dropped, I kind of thought Drake was going to kind of usher in the new sound of hip-hop with like his non-regional sound, his melodic hooks, his introspective verses. But, uh... But I never really go back to this album like that because I kind of remember feeling sort of unimpressed, but also not let down. Like, I don't think this album's trash at the time, but I never really felt impressed by it. Like, even now, uh, X amount years later, I don't really find myself going back to this album. So, uh, with this review, I'm kind of using it as a, a, a way to touch back into this album and see if maybe I wasn't giving it the credit it deserved. And then with that being said, uh, Corey Brown, you you got your beer? You got your beer out or not? You go ahead what? and grab one of them. Let me go ahead and crack another one. Yeah, up. let's go ahead and cheers before we get into our highlight record. Cheers, my cheers. man. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh, yeah, thank you for having me. And I just want to let everybody know Will's a big-time Lil Wayne fan, which kind of explains that Drake hate. Because Drake's replacing Lil Wayne. And he very, sure did. Very apparent. <laughs> <laughs> that, is a, that is a good point because that did happen. And uh, with that said let's take a sip of this if you guys got a drink of your own go ahead and take a quick chug and uh yeah let's get into this highlight record Vontaine Pro let's get that drop tell them to bow down to me in greatness well they ain't never do what I do they wish they could do what I all do all right Corey Brown you the guest see Diddy why don't you go ahead and knock it off with your highlight record this album has 15 records so let's go ahead and jump into what record you was feeling the most on the album well, um, <clears throat> my version had 14. I oh. had the, the hard copy. Oh, word. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you just going to stand on me like that? Oh, word. I, had, I, I didn't get that 9 a.m. <laughs> okay. But, uh, you know, I was I was all about shutting it down. That was me, you know. Yeah. I, that's my shower song. Uh, just, <laughs> I, I was all about it. It was refreshing to hear the dream with Drake. Drake is out singing the dream, and the dream was big time. He was all about I love you, girl. Is that 2010 uh, around that time? 10. It was around that time. It was Snap Music. Dream was doing this thing, and Drake he came and onto the scene, and his R and B was was on point. Um, I'm, I'd go out on the limb and say this was some uh, love making music. It was some babies made 
Yeah, well, there was a baby born to this. Well, <laughs> Apparently, very, very true. Very true. So I, I just was hyped for it. I like, I like the. Um, I was, it was very relatable to me. Man, I was, I was all about my, well, wife now, but girl at the time. Uh, big love and basketball, Brown Sugar, The Notebook, those type of movies. I'm that kind of guy, you know. But I will get my good fellas and hoodlum on, so don't, don't say Corey's soft. But uh, I just, I, I enjoyed it, man. I loved it. I, I sing it all the time. Just out of nowhere, I could just hear it in the melody in my head and just start playing in it. Seven minutes, man. It was it was seven minutes in heaven. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I always, uh, I always joke around and call uh, Monte the Pro, Mr. Cupcake, no feelings. I could tell by your alone, just with your highlight track, you coming for that spot. You uh, see Diddy, Mr. Cupcake, no feeling, <laughs> Mr. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Two Hour Shower. <laughs> I see you, see Diddy. You live your life, and, uh, but I agree with you, man. Uh, that's definitely a solid record. Those is one of the uh, songs at the end of the night that you throw on. You go ahead and slow grind with uh, with your honey with. And uh, I love the way the song instrumentally builds throughout the whole song until its peak point. The uh, the record shut it down is just simply doing everything right. So I feel you, bro. Agree. Alright, man. Uh, I think we're going to close it with that record. I'm going to hop into mine. You cool with that? I'm good, man. I'm ready to hear it. Alright, so I want to, uh, right off the rip, I want to hop into uh, Unforgettable track number nine. And so when this song first come on, you get hit with that Aaliyah sample and you know this song's going to be so something special. And that's what this record is. Special. And uh, it's, it's the rap record that gives musical nods to classic R&B. The instrumental is built off Aaliyah's uh, You Are Love. The Do I Ever Cross Your Mind bar on the hook is kind of like a nod to Brian McKnight's Anytime. The title and theme of the record is a nod to Nat King Cole's Unforgettable. So when you're just uh, inspired by greatness, you have a higher percentage of creating greatness. And that's what this song is. All fun facts aside, the record is just flat out dope. The first verse, you get Drake perfectly doing Drake, talking about all the girls that swerved him. Hashtag all the girls that played me eat your motherfucking heart out. It's Drizzy. <laughs> and the Jeezy verse, I would say, is just a perfect fit. Uh, the feature was perfect. He's also on the hook. Uh, not only does he deliver hard shit like the closest you're going to get to this is a pock t-shirt. You also get uh, Jeezy's harsh voice sonically brings out a perfect balance to like Drake's, Drake's softness on the hook. And the bounce between them on the hook is to me is just the best moment on the album. But most, most importantly, the Jeezy feature works as a stamp of approval to try to bring another lane of hip-hop over to Drake. So it's just a great record to me. Personally, the best song on the album, Not Close. Track number nine, Unforgettable. C. Diddy, you got anything to add to that? Um, we'll follow back up later on the podcast. Oh, word? Oh, you coming song. in like that? <laughs> okay. All right, all right. And uh, since Corey C. Diddy ain't got nothing to say about uh, my highlight record, I'm kind of hurt, by the way, but we gonna, we gonna get into that later. Drake was good. Drake was good. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get into this general side of the podcast, man. Uh, let's get that drop. This is special cloth alone. All right, man. We gotta get some special cloth now that we in the age of digital. Unlike a Corey Corey C Diddy, he only have 14 tracks, but we got 15 because we streaming now. You know what I'm saying? And uh, so there's 15 tracks, and I want to ask you. 
So you know the Spider-Man meme where there's two Spider-Mans looking at each other and pointing at each other? Yeah, yeah. The meme to me always feel like a perfect way to describe Drake's music career. Sometimes you get Drake, the Jamaican. Sometimes you get Drake from Houston. Sometimes you get Drake, the rapper. Sometimes you get Drake, the singer. And so that's, and but like at the same time, that kind of what makes him great. So what I want to do on this general side of the podcast is isolate those different Drakes. Which is, uh, so let's start with one of them first. Which record do you think on this album, excluding your highlights, do you think we get the best rapper Drake where he's just snapping on the track? Well, I'd have to say, um, it's got to be the one where he's flat out says when 40 got some ish for me to snap on. Ooh. You know? <laughs> the song Resistance, The Resistance, number uh, yeah, three. I agree with It's you. fire, man. All Drake, no features. <laughs> yeah, I, I I I gotta agree with you. And then um, Drake to me is just in his pocket. Instrumental is just open, and it's like perfect for introspective Drake to just share his thoughts. The song is littered with like dope bars, like the game need life. I put my heart on it. I blew myself up. I'm on some martyr shit. I avoided the coke game. I went with Sprite instead. Like those are all great lines because uh that's great that Sprite commercial that he had a while back. Very good commercial. Very good commercial. And you get a very typical Drake verse where he vents about uh, calling his grandma. Not calling his grandma, but calling all these strange women that he don't know. Very classic Drake. It's relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Do you have anything to add on that record or do you want to bring up another uh, song that Drake was snapping on? You know what? Uh, That record, man, just the opening line was just fire. Should I spend a weekend in Vegas? I'm living inside the moment, not taking pictures to save it. That I, that embodied 8th grade Corey Brown, man. That was what I was about. I had trophies. Um, I, I was an athlete, so I had quite a few MVPs, all tourneys, championships. The, I, I digress. Another story for another day. Okay. But I, I dumped these trophies because I said, man, I lived it. I, I'm not about to take up space and granted my mom paid for them so she probably beat me for it but I was about that I was about living in the moment I didn't need pictures to savor what I was doing and that just it hit me it was wow, a very C. relatable album that is very deep wow C. Diddy oh my trying, god trying. now I understand before I thought the love was just on some weirdo stuff no man no nah, you you living the life yeah Drake's he's writing my story out is what it felt like. <laughs> to yeah. an extent yeah to it is so I would bring up this record because I also feel like this is one of uh, Drake's best rapping on the album and it's on track uh, Light It Up track number mm-hmm. 10 and it's like uh, the uh, the first verse on here is my personal favorite verse from Drake on the album because his first verse to me just kind of feels like a breath of young uh, fresh air from the young Canadian so much of his albums, it sounds so soft. It's like Drake sounds like my favorite pillow. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's just, you know, it, it comforts me. It comforts me. You know, and that's what Drake do. But uh, on this song, he don't do that. This is where Drake puts his nuts on the table. And, you know, he's rapping with a little conviction on that verse. But, you know, being on a record with Jay-Z will probably put that fire in you. Yeah, and like Jigga told me, man, top down in the winter. That's what winners do. And uh, Drake Drake got his top down on this record. And uh, that's what I got to say about Light It Up. You got anything to add to that? You know what? Light It Up, it had a little foreshadowing in it. You know, because Jay-Z, he flat out told him, here's how they're going to try and distract you with silly rap fuse. So I'm going to mess up the lyrics a little bit. But 
Drake, he, he paid homage to that where he was like, I didn't listen to Hove on that old song when they told me, pay me no mind. I get more satisfaction out of going to your head and seeing all of you die. Free smoke, free smoke. So hey. Drake, Drake comes okay. all the way back. Man. Okay. Drake, he comes all Damn. the way back. Man, it's, it's impressive because the dude was just foreshadowing what was going to happen in his life. And I just, I was impressed, man. See Diddy with the perspective. I see you, man. All right. Do you have anything to add on the rapping Drake or should we hop into uh, R&B slash pop Drake? Oh, we can, we can go into R&B slash pop. All right. So let's get into it. What's, uh, what's your favorite uh, R&B pop Drake? I will. On this album. Obviously, you know, I want to say it shut down. it down. Yeah. That was hands down. That was a flat out R&B track. Um, if you want to go on number two, I'm going to say karaoke. Word. I'm, I'm with you this whole ride. Go ahead, <laughs> yeah. man. Go ahead. You know, karaoke, it just, it's like I said, the, the whole thing with this album is it's relatable. Not just to me, man. Everybody can relate to karaoke. It was just things have been so crazy and hectic. <laughs> He's singing to singing this girl at the moment. That was... It was beautiful. <laughs> Tears of... It's just... It's a great, great song. It's a good song, man. It's like, I love the drums on the record. It really sets like a good pace to the song. Uh, Drake vocals just feel like they're gliding over the instrumental. It's so smooth. The uh, the, the song strikes like a perfect balance of emo, R&B, <laughs> but like with smooth vibes at the same time. It's like, um, you could be a 16-year-old kid going through like fucking puberty and enjoy mm-hmm. it. And you could be... 30 years old and enjoy this record too that's how uh, balanced this song is and Drake's closing the record with uh, with a strong yet relatable uh, verse after singing for two whole minutes is what makes Drake special so karaoke I, I, I agree with you man uh, best R&B Drake on the album is on that record song was fire man Close second to shut him down. All right, do you got a, a other R&B record you want to bring up or should I uh, hop into my other question we we can go with the questions. All right. So this uh so this album is littered with features. You got Alicia Keys on Firework. You got Nicki on uh Up All Night, Swiss Beats and TI on Fancy, Dream on Shut 'em Down, Jeezy on Unforgettable, Jay-Z on Light It Up, Wayne on Miss Me. So I list all that to say who do you think brought the most to the table on this album? Yeah, and the man had features galore. Yeah, yeah, features after features. And, and that's what you gotta do on your first album, cause you gotta try to bring in all these new fan bases. Like Drake True. has his fan base, and I look at these features like when you put Jay Z on there, it's like you reaching for his fan base. When uh-huh. you put Nicki on there, of course they all cash money, but he's like reaching for like these different uh, fan bases, and that's why they on the album. There's so many of them. Yeah, I agree, and it worked. Um, the, the one that the feature I mean I obviously I enjoyed the dream but the feature that I felt like was up to par with Drake no disrespect to Jay-Z but it was Nicki Minetsky aka Minaj, aka Onika oh she, my god <laughs> she uses her wordplay to stun on everybody um just very braggadocious bars man she she was she said we got the Hawks and I ain't talking about the peach state man for Pete's sakes Scratch that sweepstakes. <laughs> Pete Maravich. People that that went over everybody's head. Pete Maravich, a legendary Atlanta Hawks player, and, and she just put that in the ball. Damn, you that know went, that? No, that went over my head. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. I heard that, and I'm just like, man, how do you think of this, man? She All just right. was bars, man. For me, this is the reason why I can't appreciate that Nicki verse. Cause I, would, I definitely wouldn't have went with Nicki. I, I thought her verse was okay at best. To me, that Nicki verse sound like Nikki versus post uh, Safari. 
you know, like, after she broke up with Safari, her writing's been kind of shaky. And I think this writing's kind of shaky just because it has too many bars. Like, you look like yes. Oh, I look like yes. You look like no. And then there's like, there's like three other bars like that in that Which verse. Which chick you know made a million off a of mixtape? That was just... Hey man, I hear you. Hey, I I came in here with some heat on that Nikki verse, and I think like with the pistol Pete, the billion, you you just shut it down. (laughs) But uh, for me, I'll I'll go. I'll go with the technically correct answer, and the technical correct answer is Swiss Beats, because not only does he brings a beat, he brings the hook. Uh, the hook is fire. You fancy, huh? Will for, forever be a thing. Yeah. And uh, T.I. came through with that uh, solid, you can have whatever you like. <laughs> burst. You know what I mean? Like that uh, pussy pump of T.I. The, uh, the cheat on tiny T.I. True. Was right. on that verse. So, uh, yeah. And I will also say, I think Jeezy and Jay brought the best like rap verses on there. And... Uh, and, the, and I can't give it to Nikki because the filler bars. And I would say the Wayne verse was terrible because Carter 1 and Carter 2 Wayne is clearly gone at this point. Yeah, this and is. Uh, this is not the best rapper alive, Wayne. Because when you get lines like, I walk I walk light so I don't piss the ground off. There's uh, why he's walking on clouds, though. I did kind of like the line. The man is walking on clouds. Uh, yeah, stop you it. Know, I, stop I like it. That. And then it's like, uh, <laughs> I got, explain this one to me. I got so many styles. I am a group. Yeah, <laughs> he was on his way. Yeah, out. so I was, that was the nursing yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. This Wayne is this is clearly Wayne is done. Oh man, we hating on the album, man. It's not even. Oh, you just oh, hating my, on my boy Drake. My bad. I'm warming up. My bad. But bro. you know what? One more line with Nikki was I did a little research on that presidential briefcase. She said she was purchasing. Uh huh. Nine thousand dollars. <laughs> so nine thousand seventy-five to fifty thousand. Also for that Louis Vuitton briefcase. Yeah, but persons. like like uh, Nikki also said, who 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 looked at the price? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I look, clearly, I look. This word, very expensive. Word, word, word. And, uh, <laughs> do you have kind of uh, some closing thoughts before we head over to the negative side? You know, I'm ready to get there. So, CD, I'm gonna throw it to you before we head over. Uh, closing thoughts, just a little bit with you know champagne. Some women may call him champagne poppy. Drake, he just he he's influenced so many artists. You know, you got at the end of Shut Him Down, how they reverse the entire track before he goes on that little interlude at the end. Kendrick bit off his style in Duckworth. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Alright. You know, people are just buying the style. Brianna, you shut him down. You're the baddest around. Bad girl Riri. She flat out made her her name, Instagram, off of Drake's Shut Him Down. The chorus, man, is beautiful. You know, this this uh, podcast prides itself in uh, not fact <laughs> fact checking, but I'm gonna have to fact hey, check. check I'm gonna have to fact check, check it. Check the chorus, man. <laughs> check Bad Girl Riri because that started before. And Jay Z, man, he's he's the guy with the silly rap fuse. You know, we talking. Here's how they're gonna come at you, silly rap fuse trying to distract you. This man said, "Glorify C filler, huh? Stop walking around like y'all made Thriller, huh? Fake Dracos all in the videos, coincidence? This man is 
he's literally trying to become big again. Not to say Jay Z's not. See Diddy. See Diddy. He's got. He's See Diddy. See Diddy. See Drake on the. It don't matter. The winter or the summer on the road. Drake's doing One Direction number. So I know he was taking a shot. I am not here for the Jay Z hate. I'm not gonna stand by it I like love, my man Kendrick love, say, Jay Z Hall of Fame, sit your punk ass down. I, I love Jay Z. <laughs> I love Jay Z. But I'm about to go thriller, Mike Jackson on these niggas, you know. He's he's taking shots at Drake and I don't and he like deserves it. Them. He deserves them. I bought a red Y'all walking around like yo man thriller, huh? I bought a red jacket after Drake said that line and over. I bought a red jacket with some zippers. That's how influential that was to me. Damn. You know? All right. Well, the love, the love is strong, and I would say, by <laughs> closing thoughts, I would say, uh, this this album is just littered with like good songs. I wouldn't say they're great, but good songs. You kind of throw them on at any time with like literally any kind of group that you're with, and the songs are acceptable. Uh-huh. And that's what kind of Drake is. Drake is kind of like I would say Drake is like brunch. You know what I mean? Like. Um, some people like brunch too much and they go too hard for brunch and they talk about it like it's fucking special. Yeah. You know, it's just lunch. It's man. just orange juice and champagne. You know? Exactly. Mimosas are not. And that's what champagne poppy is. He's just mm-hmm. kind of orange juice and champagne, man. That's very disrespectful. It's a good time. It's a good time. Everybody can enjoy it. And uh, you always have a good time at brunch. Don't get me wrong. But uh, at the end of the day, it's just brunch, man. It's, 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 it's in be- is it breakfast? Is it lunch? Is Drake R&B? Is he rap? Is he He's pop? I don't know. Is he an actor? I don't know. Is he a host? I don't know. A bit of yeah, you know, brunch. A little bit of everything. <laughs> With that being said, let's go ahead and uh, get into the negative side of the podcast. You good with that, C. Diddy? Unfortunately, I have no choice. Let's do it. No, no, because I don't fuck with nobody. Yeah, I don't fuck with nobody, like at all. Nobody. So, it's very true. All right, man. Um, C. Diddy, I know you've been leading, but I'm going to have you lead again because uh, I have a decent amount of uh, dislike to cover. Surprise. So, just to not step on anything you have to say. Go ahead and uh, take the lead on this one. All right. So first of all, um, Unforgettable, very fitting name for the track because it was just that. It was Unforgettable and only because... Unforgettable. That's a good thing. Huh. You know, I may have had a little too much. (laughs) Unforgettable is a good thing, CD. Very forgettable. Okay. Okay. It's very forgettable. So the track shouldn't have been Unforgettable. Drake's, his lines were fire. But I didn't like Young Jeezy's at all. He said this was the realest flow. He, this might be my realest flow ever. But yeah. he, if that's his realest flow, the dude kept rapping about his his wife, his wife and his future wife. That's what happened when you get the on the good Drake guy song. Young, so I'm gonna need a thug wife. I'm talking his and her firearms. I've done everything in the A, but that's fuck chilly. chilly. Dude, you talking about your wife now? You got chill. Like, what do you? I want. I want to. Yeah, what he's loyal. Saying? I want you to he's meet loyal. the love of my life. Her name's the game. Hold on, man. Is the game the thug wife? Just know she's right here on my hip, my beautiful wife. Is it the gun? Why do you keep talking about all of these wives, man? That's all he rapped about. All right. I, well, it was, okay. What if, what if I told you Young Jeezy was a Mormon and he got both of the wives? <laughs> okay. All right. So okay. there's that. But I would say, with, 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 I, I hear what you're saying with the uh, what he's saying. There's a lot of uh, different like things that he's bringing up in like a very short period amount of time. He's contradicting yeah. himself. A but lot. what Jeezy brings to the record is uh, more than just words. It's it's the voice. It's the tone. It's the stamp of approval. It's the streets. You got the snowman on Drake's record. You know what? Great transition. Because my 
only other complaint is there's too many features. I didn't. I want more Drake. Give me more Aubrey. You know, I understand this is debut album, so, so who, he's got to All right, so who would you take off then? Who would you take off? Young Jeezy. Who else? I'm um, sorry, Swiss Beats, but Mrs. Swiss Beats, Alicia Keys, because her, vo- I mean, her vocals were garbage. It sounded like she just woke up out of bed. And every night is like Alicia. I could have done that. The fireworks. <laughs> let Drake do the whole fireworks himself, man. That was much better. So I would have gotten rid of them. Um, the dream was good, but Drake outshattered. Yeah, 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 yeah. Killed him. So I would have used more. I'm Drake. convinced. After that song, the dream career took a... It's, it was over. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, percent yeah, million. Yeah. <laughs> it was Drake. Drake bodied that man. That was Meek Mill. That was pre-Meek Mill. All right. You know, he was Meek Mill before Meek Mill. So, yeah, I just... I didn't need it. And Aaliyah, I love Aaliyah. Um, I, so, I enjoyed that. I'm not going to say anything negative about that. Yeah, watch your mouth. Yeah, yeah. But don't, yeah, don't, yeah. don't rock the boat now. Don't rock the boat. <laughs> But yeah, those was the only two. I, I could have done without Alicia Keys. Could have done without Young Jeezy. Um, but I get it. He needed to get that audience. Yeah, so yeah, that's. I, I respect yeah. it. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So I'm gonna start my dislike off with like a couple small things, and you could call it nitpicky if you want, because I understand it's, it's a little nitpicky. I'll start off with the hooks, man. There's two hooks on this album I just hate, and it's uh, track number four over. And I wasn't feeling this hook because to me the hook is just silly as fuck. It's like, uh, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. That's okay. right. <laughs> like, come on, man. That shit was terrible. You weren't at any parties. You weren't at any parties. We're saying that. No, no. Yeah, I'll be okay. Yeah. All right, I was. All right. I, I was gonna lie about it, but yeah, I was. But like, now that I see Diddy I know you've done the same you know the hook is kind of silly I put my kids in the car and we go we go down to that song <laughs> the chorus is the best part no and then like look and I didn't even bring up the bars that like kind of started the chorus it's like I know too many people right now that I didn't know last year. Hold up. <laughs> exactly. Like, what you That's terrible. No, That's now terrible. Big time. Back then they didn't want him. Now he's hot. They all. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. And then uh, just the fact that Drake's in uh, on this song over in the strip club throwing hundreds instead of ones. It's just flat out responsible. <laughs> I can't support it. <laughs> it, it. It's just too much, man. Even for Drake, at some point we gotta draw a line because there's gonna be some C Diddy out there that thinks he has to go to the strip club and throw hundred so he can have a, uh, the same story as Drake. If you got it, if you got it, man. <laughs> and then uh, another hook that I wasn't feeling, and uh, you kind of brought this track up. That's why I agree with you. It's fireworks, man. And I want to like this record so bad, but everything just kind of feels off about it. Uh, and I think the reason why is the hook is just so over the top. Drake and Alicia Keys both singing on the hook. They both sound so dramatic. It's the first song on the album. And I'm like, chill. Yeah. Can we warm up first? Like, this song is the opening record of the album. And it's like, as soon as you start this album, you got to go full Drake. Look, Full Drake, you know, I can't tip my toe in. Do you know what's funny? Was 9 a.m. in Dallas was supposed to be the intro. Did you ever hear that? No, that no, was no, supposed no. to be the intro, but he didn't. The day that he was mastering the album was the day that he finished that song. 
but he wanted uh, so he said if there was anything he could take back it would be putting that song on as the intro and that would make a huge difference because really what hurts about firework is like literally the first time like the every time i was put this album on to listen to i gotta start with fireworks and it's just so much and then uh, like you said alicia key singing was just kind of like i would i'll give that a kanye west shoulder shrug yeah, and um and then the bar, I'm really going off fireworks while fireworks are going off in the background. My single hand handily killed the hashtag flow. Like it's just too much. Wow. It's like it's like too many layers on one stand and you gonna break the fucking stand and then that's why hashtag flow dead. Dude, I was listening to his billboard quote on this song specifically, and he said he took the time out on this song for every single verse to be really honest about questions he never ever got to answer so i was all about it i was all about the verses i just the alicia keys yeah, it's, it's the hook for me it's the yeah, hook yeah, it's it was, just it's, it this bad. time i'm really going off fireworks <laughs> and then with fireworks literally going <laughs> off in the background yeah. it's like <laughs> chill drink let's not go full drink in this album like relax and then um then those are like for me like, I'm just being nitpicky. Like, I don't think the songs are overly terrible or anything. Yeah. It's just those hooks just always kind of bother me when they're on. But I would say the lowest point on the album is the CC's interlude. And uh, the album's been out for seven years now. And Drake is like a super duper fucking ultra star in hip hop. Uh, just, just not even in hip hop, just in music in general. And I still never heard anybody randomly play this song and say they enjoy it. What's well, an interlude, man. It's a full song, Corey. Just because it says interlude on there don't mean it's, it, it, it's, it's a song. It's a three, four minutes long. And the record is too slow, man. It's Drake Drake is just being unfucking bearable on that song. He has bars like, I wish I was still in school so that I can have my uh, dorm room and I will put it on you. Damn. Crazy. Crazy. And look at these bars, Corey. See, Diddy. Think about this. Drake didn't even graduate from high school. So what the fuck does he know about dorm rooms? Who wrote those bars, he did he? He wrote the bars. He wish he finished. <laughs> he so didn't say he, so he, he finished college. School, if he finished high school, then he would go. What, dorm, what dorm did you uh, stay in when you was in high school? Well, he was on the Desgrassi set. So I'm sure they had some sort of dorm room. Stop somewhere. it. <laughs> there will be no Drake slander. Stop it. Everybody can relate to that. Drake, he's, he's staring staring at CC all night. Um, but does, he, does she desire him like he desires her? Everybody's had that question. Well, C. Diddy, your, uh, your love for Drake has shown throughout this podcast. And I would, I would even credit you, man. I wasn't going to uh, try to give an inch. You gave me some good perspective throughout this album of like why you like Drake. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and hop into my rating of this album. And I would give this album a C plus. I think the wow. album the album is just littered with good songs. I would say there's nothing great. Even uh, seven years later, like I opened this podcast with, is there's no songs that really bring me back to this album. I feel like... Um, there's nothing special on here. Everything is good. There's nothing special. The way this album makes me feel is the same way uh, uh, the playlist makes me feel. Uh, what's what's the playlist album? Uh, more life. More life. It's more just life, like it's like yeah. It's like oh, these aren't bad songs. But like, am I gonna go back to it in this age of streaming and like where I have all these options? 
And then the uh, the album is just pretentious where it's called Thank Me Later. Like, he, he really thought he was about to drop a classic and he didn't. And he know he didn't. And, like, I would say this album is just kind of like the uh, album cover. It, it's okay. You know, it'll do. Erroneous. Yeah. Erroneous on all accounts. Word, word. I, I disagree entirely. <laughs> all right. Go ahead and get into your closing thoughts and your... Uh, say everything is okay everything is okay all right well you know what i highly disagree and um, numbers never lie so just i know we don't fact check here no but i did a little fact checking oh shit you know the man billboard 200 in the united states he sold 447 copies in the first week that so according to nielsen that doesn't make it good by the way debuted in number one in canada in that the doesn't first make it week. good by the way august 2015 he had already gone platinum. So, from June 15th, granted, this album leaked early, so from June 15th to August, the dude had over a million copies. He was almost at 2 million, 1.8 million. But what does, that, that, that doesn't mean if it's good or not. It just means it sells well. He's a star. That's what stars do. They dude, sell. Yeah. Wayne sold Carter 4 and, and Carter 3. And Carter 3 is low-key kind of which one was Carter 3? Carter 3 was, was the... Home on that? Yeah. Millie? Yeah, that was all on Carter 3, where I felt like at the time, at the Zeitgeist, it felt like it was something special. The more years that pass it up, the more I feel like the album is just... Huh. Yeah, so... And I feel like that's what this album is. Just because you sell records doesn't mean it's a good album. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, I think if you can leak... If they can leak this album, people can hear it, and then go to the store and just purchase it without even thinking. 1.8 million people, and... A span of two months, give or take. I think it was a pretty good album. I'm gonna go out and give it a an A. A. All you right. Know, not an A plus. His uh, his best album. Actually, you know what? Yeah, I give it an A. All right. So, uh, all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this because you know who knows it gonna be on for the other ones because your Drake love is too much. I can't handle it. Where do you <laughs> where do you uh, put this Drake album in his catalog? Is it top half, bottom half? Uh, just in case you don't need you don't have the list in front of you. I would say um, this is definitely top three. Top three for Drake. Top three. Um, Without having a list in front of me, I'm going to go out and say uh, Take Care, number one. Take Care. Definitely number one is Take Care. Um, that's nothing. universal. And by the way, that's an album written by uh, The Weeknd. I don't know if you knew uh, that. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Never proven. So, I, I don't know if I can say that. But Take Care is number one. And I, it's a toss-up between Nothing Was The Same. Do you consider So Far Gone the album? Oh no! Because if I did, that yeah, that was, yeah, that yeah. Was, okay, I just want to check. Yeah, that would have to be number one because that—that's what put me on there. Yeah, so for me, I'll I, I say I agree with you. Take care, nothing was the same. Was clearly better. I would also put uh, views over this album, even though I didn't like views too much. I'll also put more life over this, even though I didn't oh, like it. Yeah. And I'll even put uh, if you're reading this, it's too late over okay, this. Now so I know that you're drunk because <laughs> <laughs> if you're reading this it's too late it's probably the worst body of work that he's ever really alright well you gotta come back for that then. we, we gotta come bring you back for that and uh, C. Diddy thank you for coming on this podcast uh, it was, I had a good time and um, I would plug you man because, uh, my man he's out here you know living the life like when he said that uh, he don't take pictures he's just out here enjoying life it's very true because C. Diddy 
He don't have Instagram. Nope. He ain't got no Facebook. Nope. He don't have a Snapchat. Nope. So he out here living his life. So come if you want to uh, let... Come on, James St. Patrick. Just call me Ghost. <laughs> Ooh, okay. I like that. And then, so if you want to let C. Diddy know uh, what, you, what you think about his thoughts... You can find them on MySpace. Just look up, uh, <laughs> just look up Corey Brownlee on MySpace, uh, and, and uh, go ahead and post on this wall and uh, let them know what I you. I put think. you on my top eight. It was good. <laughs> I won't take no negative feedback. Word. And then, uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and close out of here. If you guys want to let us know how you feel about this uh, album, make sure you guys give it a, a listen. If you guys haven't heard it in a while. But let us know at uh, HHR underscore pod. We hashtag team follow back over here. So if you fuck with us, we fuck with you. And you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes, and all these other fucking platforms. Just uh, just search Hip Hop Review Podcast and we'll pop up. And uh, thank you for rocking with your boys. Appreciate you.